Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Mike. Hi, and I'm Mary. And this is Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. And it must be Monday, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this on Monday. We're so glad you do. We hope that you're getting lots of great ideas and spreading the word. Share it with your friends because that motivates us, you know, to know that we're making a difference out there. This is our opportunity to recall for you some of the highlights of our most recent coaching calls, great ideas, great solutions to challenges and problems and obstacles. We just love working with those boards of directors every week, our R-squared teams. So what have you got this week for us? I started off with a parade of techniques on how to get some more listings. Oh, that would be appropriate. Yeah. You know, the, the big population boom that has fueled the real estate industry since World War II is called the baby boom. And after the baby boom, once they reached childbearing ages, they called it the echo boom. Okay. Well, 10 years ago, we had a short sale boom, a foreclosure boom. Yep. And there's an echo of that coming. Oh. Yeah. Did you know? There's a whole bunch of short sales coming back on the market. Oh. How do you find them? And could they become a quick source of listings for you? Ooh, I like this idea. Yeah. And so, the way to spot them is pre-foreclosure notices. Anybody who's been served a pre-foreclosure notice can be found on Zillow. I did not know that. drop-down menu on listings, anyone who's been served a pre-foreclosure notice, boy, there's a way for us to go out and pick up some listings really quick. So check out Zillow and check out the pre-foreclosure notices as another source of listings and listing appointments. Speaking of another source, that reminds me of my Ask the Experts questions, and it came up in three different calls, and it was about the source of leads. Mm -hmm. Where do you get your business? Where are your listings coming from? So, you know, that's probably a good idea for all of us to know. It was very interesting listening to the responses because I have some people that could respond with 50% of my business came from this and 25% came from this and so on. Awareness of where your leads are coming from. But let me tell you what I heard from a bunch of different people maybe inspire you to not only analyze where your leads are coming from, but maybe there's a place in there for you to amp up and get more listings by expanding where they're coming from. So book a business, that's the number one thing. Past clients book a business. Double down on that right now. Darn right. And in fact, I've got um, a couple folks that are doing mail outs, um, personal knocking. And maybe my most favorite was as a student who just delivered a packet of Kool-Aid and a crazy straw. And and this um, little her little tagline was I'm crazy cool for your referrals, you know. So she's got a monthly plan. Isn't that wow. fun? Something unique and fun and really rather inexpensive that gets noticed. It's different. It is, but in addition to past clients, in addition to book of business uh, people that you know, um, I've got several students that are reaching out to business owners and really work in the chamber, really working by physically appearing in those places of business and building relationship with business owners, hopefully who then will open the door to their staff and see 
our students as a resource, whether it's a little buyer workshop that you put on just for their eight-person carpet company, or, you know, just networking, having your cards on that um, countertop. You know, speaking of business owners, the smartest thing I ever heard about networking with business owners was if you want referrals from them, offer to send referrals to them first. Darn right. You know, when you meet the owner, it's, uh, so tell me about your business and who's your best customer? Who are you looking for? Hey, if I come across somebody like that in my real estate business, what would you like me to say to them about you? How would you like me to connect the two of you? And then, by the way, would you be willing to trade referrals? Yeah, that's a great way to build that network of business people. I'm so glad you said that. What have you got for us today? Well, there's a trend out there. Oh no, another trend. Yeah, well, <laughs> we all need listings, you know, and that's a trend. And the short sale boom echo coming is a trend. But here's the other trend that's happening in the business. New licensees. There's a lot of new licensees out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are not getting training or direction, or supervision, or management of any kind, because that's the new model in real estate. You know, pay your monthly fee, or whatever, and do your own business. Right. Don't bother me. Well, and brick and mortar, we've been moving away from brick and mortar yeah. for 20 years, so now we're not even having the, the new agent come to a central location. Right. So right. what is the net effect of that? Of having all these new people in the I know, business. I know, I know. On train, co-broke. This yeah. is not really We're a new issue. Up deals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so here's the ask the experts question I heard. Okay. Uh, the older I get, the more I feel like I'm getting an edge. You know, and the less tolerant I am of oh. people screwing up deals and being incompetent, making mistakes out there. You know, so how do I handle this so as not to burn bridges? Because maybe in the future, there's somebody I might need in that co-broke situation. You know, what is the best way to handle this edge that I feel like I'm getting? I'm hearing this as, how do I not be a jerk? A justified jerk, because it's your transaction, too, that they're messing with. What was the advice they got? Lots of great advice. Mm. And number one. An attitude of gratitude. Oh, I like it. You know, okay, this deal has a problem. At least I got a deal uh -huh. to work on. I thought that was great. What changes your attitude almost immediately? What gives you that longer perspective? You know, as you call it, the, the highest road with the longest view, a vision board. Don't hmm. forget how effectively vision boards help your attitude to see the big picture. Take the long view. Think about this. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Always prepare people for the worst. Well, prepare yourself for the worst, too. What has that Floyd taught us? I made a list of all the things I worried about. Then I looked at it 30 days later, and... None of them happened. Yeah. <laughs> the things I was worried about that fixed, I moved over to the other column, and boy, that was a... Eye-opener. Yeah. This too shall pass. Another piece of great advice. Keep repeating that to yourself. This too shall pass. How about LFTs? There's the great attitude fixer. Make sure you have something to look forward to. Sometimes you have to get away from the problem in the moment. 
you get away from that moment where that edge is growing inside you, that frustration. Yeah, the frustration. And take a deep breath, and that gives you a rest, but the ability to, uh, to look for solutions. You know, one of us, uh, one of the people on the team said, uh, Mom, it sounds like your give-a-rip is broken. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it shows on the outside. Here's, here's some other things that I, I really liked. Um, remember, there's no such thing as a real estate emergency. Huh. Yeah, not brain surgery. Everything in real estate is fixable. I really love knowing that. And you, you can't let other people's problems become your problem. What what happens to you when you let other people's problems become your problems? Yeah. And, of course, when you've got a, a, a deal that's got a problem, don't think the solution is always 100% up to you to figure out. Right on. You've got lots of other people involved in that transaction who have a stake in getting it closed, in moving it forward in finding solutions. Someone's always got to take charge. And you know, everybody loves the person who walks in and takes charge. That's called discernment. This is what came up. Discernment is the ability to make smart decisions in tough times. And sometimes times are tough. So be that guy who walks in and takes charge, who is open to asking for solutions from everybody who's got a stake in getting it closed. Uh, but here's, here's what I said. Never forget this. If you want more production, but you've already made your mind up that you don't want any more problems, you're at your problem-solving limit. limit. You're going to sabotage your production because you got to shrink it back. You know that that story about people who win the lottery. Yeah, they're broke. They live in a trailer. They get a million dollars, and in four years, they're broke living in a trailer. Why? Because they never changed their self-image. Yeah, they never they, changed the way they see themselves. They didn't become a millionaire. Right. Yeah, they were still the person living in the trailer. Right. And if you want to grow your production, you've got to grow your problem-solving capacity. You've got to make the decision... I got problems. That's my job. Prospecting right. and problem solving. Those are the like the two job descriptions of, a re we're fixers. That's what we do. And if you can't fix, if you don't want to fix, if you're not willing to fix, if you're not open to finding solutions, well, you're never have, going to have the production, except by sheer luck. And then just like lottery winners, if you luck into something, probably not going to handle it very well. You're right back to where you yeah. started before. So, yeah, okay, the longer we're in the business, the the more we have to make our face look like we haven't seen this incompetence before and be gracious about it. That attitude of gratitude is going to help. But always remember that my my production level is going to be seek out the same level as my problem-solving capacity, just like risk and reward. No such thing as high, high reward, low risk. They seek the same level. I like that. You know, that reminds me of two conversations we had <clears throat> on our calls. And one of them was just a, like a parade of techniques. I got to tell you about this story. 
incompetent agent not doing their job. And instead of engaging, instead of, you know, this agent was like wanting to pick a fight. And our Wickman student said, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be kind and loving. Maybe this person has something going on in their own life that's causing them to be a jerk today, this month, this week. Yeah, not my circus, not my monkey. And it all came out. And, you know, it's been going on about 10 days, this transaction. And because of our student being kind, this other woman unburdened herself and began to cry. Yeah. She said, you have you have been so kind you have done gone above and beyond it just about made me want to weep that <laughs> here we have such givers that we are surrounded with michael you know when when people treat us wrong we kill them with kindness what about the student of ours that brought a bag of groceries to the back door yeah. with a note that said thought this might help you out uh, didn't deserve a gift but got one we get so much love every Friday. Oh, my it's gosh. Fabulous. We're so lucky. What do you have for us? Well, you know what? I just wanted to, this is kind of a short one, but boy, I just think it's such a great reminder. I had a student who would have ended up paying two referral fees. Like, here's the prospect, but you got to pay me a referral fee for it. And as he started to get into this situation, he the prospect said, and my mother's in real estate and needs a referral fee. <laughs> and he's like... You know what? I'm not your man. And I just think sometimes we've got to just walk away from things where we'd have to give up so much of what we righteously deserve to earn on a transaction. Sometimes that's hard at the front end. It can look like, well, I can take a little bit less. It's probably better than having nothing. But you don't know how complicated that transaction is going to be. And you are taking a legal risk every time you transact business. Um, you know, one, another similar story through a re relocation department. Do you really need to have this transaction? What are you willing to give up to keep this transaction together? And, and I think all of us have to set a limit. Where is our line? And then be willing to just let it go. And sometimes when you let those kinds of things go, you are rewarded with two or three new pieces of business that you never would have had if you'd had your head down so busy trying to keep everything together where you're not making any money anyway. So be willing to walk away. Be willing to say no. Know what your limit is. You know, and at the other end of the spectrum, what has Floyd always told us to compensate? If people are asking you to go above and beyond, whether it's a quick sale or an above market price, you always, always ask for a percent more. And sometimes you get it. What if, what if it was just a half a percent more? You know, if you got a half a percent more on half of your listings, you'd like double your profit for the year. Boy, that's a really good point. And especially when we're paying out a referral fee. We yep. should be making sure we're getting more on the front end. Oh, always. Yeah. 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 And what does it take to do that? Guts. A little bit of selling skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The right attitude, the guts to, to ask for it. But we're Wickmanized. We know how to sell. That's the beauty of it. All it takes is a little bit of selling skill. It's right on. We hope you love these podcasts like we love working with you every Friday. And if you do, please share them with your friends. Please post them on your Facebook page or Instagram or 
whatever else it is that you use. What's the new one? Whoop-dee-doo. You've heard of that, right? Stop. <laughs> I just made that up. Because there's a new one every week. Yeah. So we hope you like them. We hope you share them. Have a wonderful week. We love you. Have a wonderful week. We love you. Thank you.